episode 29 for April 2008. The Spider-Man Crawl Space podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have today's comics at yesterday's prices, and their discounts can't be beat. They have up to 75% off the cover price of new comics, and some of their specials this month include Amazing Spider-Man number 561. The cover price is $2.99. Mail order has it for a buck forty-nine. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com. Welcome back, fellow webheads, to our spectacular podcast. Yes, very much pun intended. We have a fun-filled show for you this month. We're honored to have the producer of the new spectacular Spider-Man animated series, Mr. Greg Weissman, on the show. Greg, welcome back. Thank you. It's good to. It, I think it's been eight, uh, August or something since last you were here, and lots changed. <laughs> uh, as I said off mic, it's all a blur to me. So <laughs> it's all blurring. And Greg is joined by none other than Spider-Man himself, actor Josh Keaton. Josh, thanks for, so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. And let's introduce the rest of the gang. We've got, uh, it's just JR on the line with us. JR from SpideyKicksButt.com. Hello, everyone. I'm the least famous of the group. <laughs> <laughs> but he does a hell of a voice. A little sad. <laughs> Very sad. But he, but, but he does a hell of a J. Jonah Jameson impression. <laughs> well, uh, uh, Greg and Josh, you've got five shows under your belt. What's it like to have uh, the work out there, you know, with so much buildup? Greg, you want to hit it first? Uh, it's it's great. Um, you know, there was so much uh, anticipation, and, and, and maybe I'll use the word stress, uh, <laughs> leading up to <laughs> getting them all on the air. Um, and... Uh, sure. We, uh, you know, we've we've got uh, a total of five have aired and a total of six are in the can, so that's how far ahead we are. Um, uh, we're still sort of skin of our teeth, um, but um, I'm really proud of the work and I'm really gratified by, uh, generally by the, the fan response and um, the ratings have been good. So, you know, we're kind of uh, kind of sitting pretty er, I'm gonna say. Pretty er, <laughs> Josh. What's it like to be have the work out there? What What do you think? I think it's awesome. It's uh, it's really cool because we we started doing the show a, a while ago, and I've actually forgotten a lot of the storylines from the beginning when I when I was recording them. So when I'm watching mm-hmm. them on TV, it's like watching it for the first time, and it's really <laughs> fun when there's a show that makes you actually wake up on Saturday mornings just so that you can watch it. You know, I get my, my bowl of cereal and my milk, and, <laughs> and I sit in front of the TV like a kid again. It's great. Exactly. What, what's the, the cereal of choice? <laughs> uh, it varies. I, I, I like Captain Crunch Crunch Berries. Uh, there you go. Even though it cuts your, the roof of your mouth, but it's still good <laughs> stuff. Awesome. When did you guys get, go in the studio? When did you guys first record the first five episodes? Has it been about a year or so? Yeah. Uh, something like wow. that. I started work in, well, in late December of uh, 2006. Josh, when do you think you started? Yeah, it was it was about a year ago. Uh, maybe, maybe a little less than a year ago. I'd say it was probably around summer of 07, beginning of summer of 07. Oh, wow. So it took a while to have the animation in-house and, and get the voices all together, I guess? Sure. Animation is so. a very long, long yeah. brutal process. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just looked, Greg, and it looks like it was August '07 when we last we talked. What, what's changed since August '07 from now to here? I um, I shaved my beard off and then I grew it back. <laughs> there you go. Um, 
<laughs> That's lot, what we want to hear. It's David. a lot grayer than it was. Oh man. <laughs> So, I mean, uh, you know, in essence, there's been a certain continuity to the process. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I'd say the difficult stuff that's happening for uh, Vic Cook and myself right now is that we're posting season one while simultaneously doing pre-production on season two. Um, And that's both exciting and exhausting. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, so I think the main thing that's changed is that, that, you know, we're now... um, full speed on season two as well. Um, right. And uh, we're hoping to hear soon where season two is going to be airing. And, right. uh, is the job everything you hope for? I mean, when we talked uh, a few months ago, you said this is the dream job. You, you've been a fan of Spider-Man for all your life. Um, yeah, not since birth, but, um, but most, of your know, life, yeah, yeah. most of my life, um, yeah. certainly for 40 years. Um, and, uh, or 35, something like that. But yeah, no, it really is a dream job. I mean, look, I'm not going to say every moment is a dream moment, <laughs> but right. um, but yeah, really, it's uh, yeah. just been great. I, I love this show. I love the characters. I love the cast. Uh, we've got an incredibly great creative staff here at Sony working on the show, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm I'm having a blast. I mean, I love you know. I know Josh feels the same way. We love Spidey. The people working on this show love Spidey. And Josh, what has been the dream job for you? Also, oh, of, you cor- think? of course. Um, I mean, I've I've done a lot of voiceover. I've done a lot of video games. I've gotten to play a lot of cool characters. But you really can't get much cooler than Spider-Man. <laughs> and that, that's pretty much my leading into my next question. What is it like to voice Spider-Man? I mean, that's he's an icon. In the beginning, it was I. I I can't lie. It was it was definitely a bit daunting because I know just from my own experience and from my friends and all that how how big of an icon Spider-Man is and and how yeah. many legions of of loyal fans he has and and I I always like to put a performance forward that that won't let the fans down and so just because of the sheer number of fans that this has I was like man I, I really gotta I really gotta come with it and. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's great because I really feel as though I can I can relate to a lot of the same issues that that Peter goes through in his life. I mean, obviously I don't stick to walls and have the proportional <laughs> strength and speed of a spider. But um, right. you know, I I was a dork in high school and I I did have a lot of that the same kind of dual life because I was doing the entertainment industry stuff in addition to uh, my high school thing and I didn't really have a whole lot of friends in high school but I did have friends outside of high school in the entertainment industry and it was it was a similar kind of dual life that that I had and uh and it's fun to kind of see it played again in a different way in the show and it must be cool to go up to somebody and go what's your what's your job you know I'm Spider-Man I mean how cool was that <laughs> it, it really I'd is. put that on many your, business cards Josh tell about your car oh yeah okay. well th- yeah th- this should just show how big of a spider geek I am I have a I have a Mini Cooper and uh, uh-huh. my license plate is Thwip. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and I, I, I actually was almost not able to get it because it was taken in several spellings, and I had to add a couple of extra P's just to, uh-huh. to, to get it on the plate. And so you're thwip a pip <laughs> Yes, exactly. And then uh, I have the poster art from the show. I had a custom graphic made for my roof, and, uh, and oh, I had that sweet. done a couple days ago. Um, I'll actually... I'll send you guys some pictures so you guys can check it out. Okay. It, it came out really, really cool. And Greg still hasn't awesome. seen it yet. Greg, you'll, you'll see no, it in the next session. It looks yeah. awesome. Uh, does, Greg, do you have any people on your car <laughs> that you didn't intend to hit or anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm, 
you know, I'm old. I'm a dad. <laughs> I don't do wacky things like paint my car. But, um, uh, but uh, you know, I, it's just been so much fun. Um, yeah. You know, our, our sessions, you know, are terrific. I mean, we've got like a cast of thousands. It's it's kind of yeah. ridiculous and um, on one level, but it's it's so exciting. We've got so many characters. We've got um, you know, even the most minor characters have little arcs to their story and. Yeah. And uh, again, you know, no, uh, I take some pride in the fact that there's there are no original characters at all. That normally on a show, that would sound bad, but in this case, you know, we're just really delving in deep to the to the canon and and uh, um, you know from a lot of different sources. Every everything from you know the old uh, Lee Ditko and Lee Romita stuff to Ultimate Spider-Man and even to the movies, um, but. You know, no original characters. They're all coming from the Spider-Man universe. I know. I noticed since we talked last. I noticed the coach. The coach Smith coach is that his name? Yeah. Smith. I, I I noticed him. I was like, that's who he's talking about. He he even made an appearance. That was awesome. <laughs> Josh, have you had anybody come up and say, you know what, you sound kind of familiar? That I I saw Spider-Man and you you sound familiar. Uh, I have not had that happen yet. I, I have not <clears throat> okay. recognized just voice-wise. But you know, we're only five episodes in. It. it uh, yeah. You know. Give it a couple well, you know, I, I was looking at IMDb. Now, Josh, you can correct me if this is wrong, but it says you've played in the Marvel sandbox a, a, a bit. You've had a few Marvel roles. It says you were the new Goblin in the Spider-Man friend or foe video game. Is that right? Yes. And cool. and, and you're all funnily oh, enough, and you're, or interestingly <clears throat> enough, uh, James Arnold uh-huh. Taylor, who plays Harry Osborn in our show, was Spider-Man in that game. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And it also says that you were Harry Osborn in the Spider-Man 1 and 2 video games. Yes. See, what what originally happened with that is I mm-hmm. did the voice for Spider-Man in the Spider-Man 1 video game. And uh-huh. after I had already finished doing all of the audio, they ended up uh, getting Toby to do part. But they didn't want to waste okay. all the sessions that they did with me. So then they basically said, okay, well, we're going to use your voice for Harry Osborn, and they put in a mode where when you beat the game, you can play through the whole game as Harry Osborn in, in the Goblin suit. Ah, um, gotcha. And then from then on, I was I was Harry Osborn in, in the subsequent games. And one of my favorite games was Marvel Ultimate Alliance. You were the Human Torch? Yes. Awesome. And Cyclops in X-Men Legends 2. I'm all over the place. <laughs> you are. Can, now, can you give, give me... Some examples of the difference between those guys. I mean, can can we hear some Harry and some Spidey and some Cyclops? Well, to be honest, a lot of them are pretty pretty <clears throat> much just my voice. And I mean, uh-huh. I guess I could think it's all cool and say, "Oh, I have a heroic voice." But um, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I would say that that it's it's more of an attitude change. I think that probably Human Torch is is a little bit more. Uh, I, th- I think the Human Torch and the Cyclops voices are probably closer to my my actual voice. And then when mm-hmm. I'm Spidey, I'm I'm a little bit younger. Um, he's he doesn't have the same air of confidence when he's Peter Parker as he does when he's Spidey. You know, there's certain times when it shows through a bit, but there's really not a big voice change. It's it's not like a a character voice. I mean, I've done character voices as well, but those would be a, a pretty pretty obvious change. Cool. And I also looked. It was way down on the list on IMDb. But you played Linus on a Snoopy special. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I was little, I did. I, I was Linus for a while. <clears throat> that's that's awesome. It, well, you probably couldn't do Linus now. You, your voice is probably <laughs> not at all. A bit. <laughs> not at all. Now, I, Jr. is our, our resident Goblin fan, so I, I've found some similarities between Linus and Spider-Man. Oh, see, Linus. Awesome. Linus carries the blanket. 
Spider-Man carries the red suit. Yes. Linus is looking for the great pumpkin, and Spider-Man's looking for the goblin with the pumpkins. Uh. See, it's not that far of a stretch of a role. What do you think? Were you not? You were designed to play Spider-Man at a young age. I, I guess you could say I was. Yeah. <laughs> Jr. Was I stretching too much there? Uh, well, let, let me say this: even uh, Mister Fantastic <laughs> would be sore after that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, you, is there? Oh, actually, I saw on that uh, it didn't say what parts you played, but you were in the Doctor Strange DVD and the Spider-Man 3 video game. What did you do in those? Uh, those the two th- Spider-Man 3 video game, I think I just played miscellaneous mm-hmm. additional voices like uh, you know, like a, a construction worker or a cop or a thug or something like that. Um, I'm, okay. I'm not exactly, I don't remember exactly. And then uh, in Doctor Strange, I played uh, the brother of this one girl that was having these nightmares. Um, mm-hmm. And I also played, uh, const- I think it was a construction worker that uh, really graphically dies at the beginning of the Oh, film. wow. Yeah. Well, well, Greg, I hear that uh, you have a cameo in the opening montage of the cartoon. Uh, Is that true? Uh, yeah, uh, Victor Cook, uh, uh-huh. myself, um, Michael Vogel, uh, who's our boss at Sony, and uh, um, uh, Kenny, our, uh, one of our BG designers, all ha- are in the shot in front of the television store. Um, okay, I'm going to look for that. That's awesome. What's that like? <laughs> that must be awesome. I mean, cool. it's, and... it's particularly cool when I watch it with my kids because they go, there's dad, you know. <laughs> Suddenly you know, I'm Stan famous. Lee... <laughs> Stan Lee and, and Jack Kirby did that back in the day. They showed up at the Mr. Fantastic's wedding, or the... The Richard's wedding. And we got so, Stan um, came in. Josh, were you there? That yeah, day? I was. I, I actually had him autograph my poster, which is framed, and I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Josh, you need to have him autograph your car. That'd be I, awesome. I do. Stan I came that. in to play uh, Stan the dock worker in, uh, <laughs> in episode 114, in our 14th episode. Oh, I was going to say 114. You're really planning out. <laughs> <laughs> the 100, that's a production number, but the yeah, our 14th right. episode... Uh, Oh, that's cool. Um, he came in and did the voice of uh, of uh, Stan, the dock worker. Name was just a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now, if you could get Steve Ditko to be his his construction coworker, that would be a neat trick, wouldn't it? That, good luck with that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, can I talk about? Yeah, no doubt. Talk a bit about the reaction to the show. You know, I. I run a Spider-Man website, and people are always divided about Spider-Man and everything, but th- when it comes to this show, I think 99.9% of the people love it. I mean, I haven't heard anybody trash it or anything like that, which is rare in the Spider-Universe. Um, I lurk a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, not, not actually, um, I haven't seen people trash it on, on your website, but there have been a couple sites where um, I've seen people trash it, but the interesting thing I find is that they come back week after week to trash it, <laughs> and, and that yeah. actually gives me, uh, um, I won't say pleasure, but uh, uh, cheers me up, at least, you know, um, we, we, they may not like it, but mm-hmm. they're not tuning out, so, you know, um, uh, generally, though, the fans have just been terrific to us, and I'm incredibly appreciative. I mean, uh, again, I hope they know and understand that this is being done by fans, uh, for fans, uh, and for everybody. And um, and they seem to get that, and uh, um, they seem to really appreciate all the hard work that a whole lot, a lot of people are putting in. Um, Josh and I are just the 
the, really just the tip of the iceberg here. Um, and, uh, uh, and so, you know, it's been incredibly gratifying, um, to, Mm -hmm. to work and, and read this stuff and, and, uh, um, I'm grateful. Josh, what's what's the reaction you've been hearing? Have you been showing uh, videos to your friends and family and saying, "Here's my latest project"? Oh, of course, of course. And, yeah. And, and everybody's always eager to watch because you know, that's Spider-Man, and uh, you know, yeah. a bunch of my friends are are even bigger comic book geeks than I am. So, I mean, to them, mm-hmm. it's it's one of the greatest things in the world. And uh, <laughs> and I mean, I, I lurk on forums and stuff as well, and and I've seen and uh, from what I've seen, even even the people that <laughs> that have negative things to say for for the most part don't. They don't hate the show. They might not like mm-hmm. an aspect or two about it, but for the most part, they can even find something that they do like about it, and and that to me is is, is awesome. And I think that's one of the uh, it shows how successful it is because I'm a 33 year old guy. Jr. is a 40 year old guy. Jr. has a has a son. Who Jr. How old's your son? He's six. Six. All all three of us love it, and that's a big wide age span that are digging the show. So I I think some of the best animation. Bridges all the age gaps, I think. Sure. Yeah, my my son yeah. reminds me on Saturday that at ten o'clock it's Spectacular Spider-Man. So <laughs> he reminds me, and we get in our we get in our Lazy Boy recliner down in the basement and watch the show together. That's yeah, true. I mean, so and, and Actually, Greg, you we're, have we're, we're starting this coming week. We're going to be on for an hour, which I take as a again as a positive sign that. Um, yeah. WB is feeling good about the ratings and feeling good about the show that they're saying, hey, let's put this on twice. Um, so yeah. that's, that seems like good news to me. And what, what was the reason for the repeats this week? Do you know, or or last week? Uh, or that's good well, programming. You want to, I'll give you two totally different answers. Okay. <laughs> um, one is, is that, you know, the first uh, two episodes aired... Uh, um, on the same day, mm-hmm. and uh, the ratings increased over that hour, and so there was mm. a sense. And our ratings have actually gone up every week, pretty much. Um, wow. And so there was a sense that there were people who have since picked up the show who didn't get to see episode one, mm-hmm. and so they put episode one on. That's right. all true. Everything I just said is true. What's mm-hmm. also true is that um, you know. Uh, uh, we are, as I said earlier, you know, down to the wire delivering these things, um, and uh, we really just want to make sure that the final product is as good as it can possibly be. Yeah. And so uh, we needed a week break, is what it came down to. Um, cool. So uh, we found a good rationale for repeating episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we've got but the rationale was necessary because, frankly, we we needed the week. Yeah, and we've got five. We've shown six and seven this weekend. How how many total this oh, season? I'm sorry, do we have? it's one rerun and one new one. It's not two new ones. Oh, okay. So we're going to have episode six this weekend, and how many total do we have this season? Thirteen. Thirteen, and we're already on season two. Planning out, you said a bit. Season so. two, we have uh, recorded the uh, through episode twenty-one. 21. Yeah. Wow, uh, twenty-one. That's awesome. Uh, Today, the first draft script of 22 was distributed. We'll go through another couple drafts. Um, and the writer uh, for episode 23 is writing the script for that. The writer for episode 24 uh, is writing the outline. And the writer mm-hmm. for episode 25, who you're speaking to right now, um, <laughs> is way behind. Uh, <laughs> and I may have to fire that guy. 
Um, that bomb. <laughs> uh, and the writer for 126 is writing the outline. So we're uh, we're way, way deep into season two from a pre-production standpoint. We're not close to animating any of it. And you, since we last talked, you got that pickup for season two, so that's uh, really a good vote of confidence from WB. Uh, that's not a WB pickup. That's actually oh. it won't air on WB. Um, okay. Uh, it or it it's because uh, Kids WB is going away. Uh, so Sony, it was a vote. Of, it was a great vote of confidence from Sony and from Marvel, right. um, mm-hmm. because they picked up the second thirteen without knowing where it was going to air. Yeah, that's that's a gamble, but it paid off, I think. So. Well, I, I think it has, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and we're actually very hopeful that as soon as they know where season two is going to air, we're mm-hmm. we're hopeful. I, um, I'm almost going to say confident that they'll pick up season three. Right, and I think I read in some interview you did, not with our, my site, but somewhere else, that you want to be doing this for a long time. I mean, you you want to go a long time, maybe even direct the DVD. Uh, releases eventually yeah, even I mean, farther down. Uh, I, it's not like anyone sort of said, "Here's the plan. This is just my mm-hmm. dream," you know. But my dream is we do 65 episodes of Spectacular Spider-Man in high school, taking mm-hmm. him from the beginning of his junior year to the end of his senior year, and yeah. then we—that's the series. And then we do direct-to-DVD movies where our audience will have aged with us. And yeah. we can take them into college and do some of the more uh, uh, adult, and I don't mean that in a, a pure, but, um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. This is the internet. <laughs> some of the more uh, mature stories that came during Pete's college years. Yeah, uh, jo- Josh, you game for a long run with this? I would imagine. Of course, uh, the longer yeah. the better. I, I got I, Josh chained in the basement. He's not getting away. <laughs> <laughs> Do more Marvel vo- voices for me, monkey. <laughs> well, Josh, talk a bit about your history with the character. Did you grow up reading Spider-Man comics? Um, I did, and then I also watched. Uh, I watched the shows. You know, I watched uh, the '90s one. I, I watched mm-hmm. some of the uh, Amazing Friends. Um, that I was a little young for when it was actually on, but I did. Uh, I, I did see it later on, and right. uh, yeah, I mean, I was I was always a fan. Always a fan of it. it uh, when did you first notice Spider-Man? What was your first, like, oh, that's where I met him? Because I, Greg, did you say Electric Company? Is that where you got introduced? No, I'm way before Electric Company. It's um, the '60s show. The '60s yeah, show. Yeah, it's the back yeah. show. And I, I probably was seeing that in reruns as opposed to first airings, but yeah. I didn't know that at the time. So yeah, I, I would say um, my first thing was probably uh, the '60s show. And then I started reading Spider-Man back in the John Romita Sr. days. I, I'm not quite old enough to have been reading in the Ditko days, although obviously right. since then I've read all the Ditko stuff. But right. but um, and, I was a kid during the right. Lee Romita age. So, Josh, what was your first exposure to him? Honestly, you, I, can't, I can't even remember. I mean, he's, he's been a part mm-hmm. of my life as long as, I can, as long as I can remember. I remember playing with Spider-Man toys. I remember dressing up as Spider-Man when I was a kid. You know, like there, there were a few, a few things that I was obsessed with, and, and one, of mm-hmm. them was, uh, one of them was Spider-Man. Another one was, was He-Man. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, I was a big He-Man fan. I was a big Transformers fan. Um, it, I I don't know. I I really I have no idea what my first uh, foray into the Spider-Man uh, universe was. It, you, I, you, it, I, 
as long as I can remember. Since you're a, a Spider-Man Transformer fan, you probably know the actor's voice, but I don't. He, he in the Amazing Friends, the same actor voiced Spider-Man, and he also voiced Bumblebee in Transformers. Somebody told me that. Somebody told yeah. me that like like a couple months ago, and I, I and it was a cool cool little tidbit. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. So you you could voice Bumblebee in the next movie. There you go. Hey, that's awesome. <laughs> That'd be awesome. See, I'm stretching again, Jr. I'm doing the the Linus Spider-Man connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind playing Bumblebee. That'd yeah, be, that'd be fun. That'd be he didn't really talk in the last movie, you know. Yeah. So there you go. Well, Greg, what makes Josh the perfect voice for Spider-Man? I, I mean, I can hear it right now, but what what to put it in words? What makes his well? I think it's, to some extent it's what Josh said earlier. Josh is Peter Parker. Uh, yeah. Um. You, you only have to talk to him for for ten or fifteen minutes, and and you'll you'll feel it. Um, I think yeah. the 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 deal is, and and I, I think Josh has probably heard this before, so I can kind of say it without risking um, going too big. But um, you know, we <laughs> auditioned um, uh, initially for eleven roles, which is a lot to you know to audition for, as opposed to just cast for recurring. And so we, Jamie Thomason, who's our amazing voice director, does not get enough credit. Um, yeah, he's awesome. Um, and I must have listened to, and I, I really, I'm not exaggerating, 2,000 um, auditions. Oh, man. Um, and uh, now that's not 2,000 Spider-Man, but that's 2,000 across the 11 worlds. So that includes Jonah and Aunt May and Harry and Pete. and. Uh, kind of like you said earlier, it's all blending, the voices probably. <laughs> um and so we narrowed that down, I think, first to like 25 and then to five and, and, uh, or six or something like that. And, uh, yeah. you know, I went into this casting meeting we had, and, and you got to keep in mind, it's Spider-Man, so this is a big deal, mm-hmm. big deal to Marvel, it's a big deal to Sony, it's a big deal to um, the Kids WB. You know, this is not a, uh, a low-profile show. <laughs> no, no doubt. And, um, you know, I went into this first casting meeting prepared to fight, you know, mm-hmm. um, just really ready to kind of go, okay, you know, Jamie and I had talked about, we had come to our conclusion about who we wanted um, and, you know, went in there and uh, and I'll be honest, I, you know, I'm a guy sitting there with in this meeting with a chip on his shoulder ready to hop up, you know, and do battle. And mm-hmm. uh, so they go, well, who's your first choice for Spider-Man and Peter? And, and I'm like, Josh Keaton, you know, and... They're like, oh yeah, that was our first choice. And you go all around the room, and Josh was everybody's first choice. Wow. And there's no fight, <laughs> you know. Everyone, everyone agrees. And I got to tell you, that was true for just about every one of those characters, where we wow. were just in, in agreement as to what these characters should sound like and who they were, and uh, and it was, uh, you know, just a, a great meeting. Um, you know, That's here's awesome. just me. I'm literally walking in the door dreading, and it's fantastic. <laughs> and I think what that means is, you know, if one person thinks that Josh is Spider-Man and another person agrees but someone else thinks, oh, well, okay, we can go with Josh, but I kind of like this guy better, well, then you know what? It's a subjective call. But yeah. when everybody in the room literally, coming from all sorts of different points of view, think that Josh Keaton is Spider-Man, well, then maybe Josh Keaton is Spider-Man. That's just the truth. <laughs> and awesome. I, think, I think the show has, you know, demonstrated the confidence that, um, 
that meeting and all of us had and Josh yeah. in the first place. I think you can hear it and see it on screen. I mean, exactly. and the key to it is, you know, you look at it and it's seamless. You know, you, you don't sit there and go, gee, I wonder who that actor is playing Spider-Man. You're just watching Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. Josh, Josh, what was the audition like? I mean, do you remember the words that you had to deliver in the audition? Um, no, because I auditionally, uh, auditionally, oh man, I just made it work. <laughs> I initially, I initially auditioned for three different parts. I, I initially auditioned for uh, Spider-Man and uh, Harry Osborn and Eddie Brock, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, I can't, I can't lie. I was, I was really glad that. It was Spider-Man that uh, <laughs> <laughs> that I ended up being, but uh, we got great people as as the other two roles. But yeah, I mean, it was it was I'd say, Greg, how many how many callbacks were there? About like two callbacks, like three total auditions, I would say. Uh, well, the first audition, I assume you did with your agent or something like that. Yes. Cause, yeah. um, we didn't have we didn't like pull two thousand people into a room one by one. You know, the agents. Um, we had some specific people who we asked for. Um, and I think Jamie specifically asked for you, Josh. I, I have a vague re- recollection that he had. Yeah, I've, I've worked with Jamie before. Because um, Josh and I have never worked with Josh before, but Jamie has. Um, mm. uh, and uh, um, but we uh, those were largely agent submissions. You know, we sent out description of the character and asked for a few specific individuals that we thought were likely candidates for this role or that role. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, sort of said to each agency, you know, submit your top ten people for each role, kind of thing. And mm-hmm. uh, or what we really said was submit your top five, and each agent then submitted ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's always how it happens. And uh, and then, like I said, we did a lot of listening. But um, so I assume you did that with your agent, and then there were two callbacks, two sets of callbacks. Yes. Well, Josh, what's the challenges of Spider-Man? I mean, are, are there two different voices, one for Peter, one for Spidey? I mean, wh- how do you do it? Uh, there, there isn't, actually. There, he's, yep. he's the same guy. You know, he doesn't go through a, right. any kind of a morph or, or any kind of you – know, he doesn't hulk out or anything. Um, right. <laughs> it's, it's, more, it's more of an attitude shift. Um, hmm. when, he's, when he's Spider-Man, he can say all the things that he – couldn't say as Peter, so right. there, there's uh, you know all of his all of his glib <laughs> jokes and you know the all the witty banter and stuff that all comes out. Um, he can he can have a lot more fun as Spider-Man, uh, and yeah. whereas with Peter, he's he's still not not fully there in terms of his confidence because you know you see in the first episode he he's had this whole whole summer of of. Uh, you know, catching bad guys and fighting crime, and he goes up to Sally Avril and gets shot down hard. <laughs> um, so, you know, as Peter, he's still he's still working on his confidence. He's still he's still got got places he can't go and and things he can't say. But when he's Spider Man, there's really no holds barred, and and that's it. Like I said, it's more of an attitude change. There's there's really no specific uh, vocal You're a change. Sh- but, a little smart alecky as Spidey as opposed oh, yeah, to Peter. He's, yeah, yeah, he's kind of kind of smug. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, have, do you have a favorite line that you've delivered in the show so far? Um, let me think. Let me think. There, there's actually been a couple of really, really good ones. Um, <laughs> there. Oh man, there, there's one that I always thought was funny, where he just pops into uh, pops into the room, and and asks if anybody needs help from a guy in a spider themed onesie. Um, <laughs> I, I love the fact that he calls his costume that. A um, onesie. A onesie. There, yeah. there've definitely been a couple of really, really hilarious lines. Uh, and and some of my favorite lines are actually the the responses from from the villains to to what I say. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I think the the 
Greg, I think the my favorite one so far has been the one where he fought the Shocker and the spider suit the spider suit stunk. <laughs> I mean, that one had the most comedy in it. I think of the ones that have aired so far. I, I love that you smelled, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> no, my favorite part of that episode was yeah. how how well J. Jonah Jameson knew how to get that stink from taking pictures yeah. at a dump out, no of, out of your clothes. He, he knew. <laughs> he knew. He had firsthand knowledge. It was great. Greg, did you write that one? No. Uh, episode four was written by Andrew Robinson. Uh, did, does he have extensive knowledge about tomato juice? <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually may have written the tomato juice wine. I'm not sure. But uh, but I, basically, it's a it's a old. I don't know even know if it's true, but you know that's what you all hear is about skunks. Is that you know you yeah tomato you get juice sprayed by skunk. You you bathe in tomato. Juice. <laughs> I've always heard. So we so we sort of assume that that if it works for skunks, it would probably work. For yeah, it, it works in the Marvel universe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and Tony Stark used to use it anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, Greg, talk about what we can expect in the coming months. Um, what, what what can we look for towards the end of the season? I know you can't spoil too much, but what can we look forward to a little bit? Well, um, we're ending our uh, our second arc um, this Saturday um, as uh, Spidey's faced uh, um, Shocker and Sandman, and it will be facing Rhino on Saturday, and he will awesome. get to the bottom of who is uh, who the is uh, finding the big man. Yeah, um, these uh, new villains and why. Um, yeah. And so that's what's coming up immediately. Um, our next arc, um, I don't think this gives away too much, uh, features uh, Green Goblin and uh, Dr. Octopus. There you go. And our yeah. final arc for the season, uh, let's just say things get a little dark. Okay, cool. Did, is uh, Black Cat this season? Uh, yes, yeah, she's in okay. uh, episode 10. By the way, hopefully Josh gets to fir- flirt with uh, Trisha from Battlestar. <laughs> I, I have to say, I, I, I met her at the sessions, and she was she was yeah. such a cool person. She was just really yeah. cool. She's hot, too. I, I, I think that's great casting, by the way, with her also for Black Cat. Very sexy voice, so I think that'd be great. Oh, you should have seen our network rep in the sessions. He, he <laughs> <laughs> every time she every time she recorded a line, he was like bugging out because she had a way of making the most non-sexual thing just sound hot. Wow. Yes. Can't, I don't know if she can purr on Saturday morning, but I'll be tuning in. <laughs> well, that's that's pretty much all my questions. I'm going to turn it over to Jr. and then we'll tackle the message board questions. So, Jr., what do you got? For the guys. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, uh, in the interest of time, uh-huh. I think I'll just go ahead and pass and defer and okay. uh, let y'all get right into the, the message board question since you have three pages of those. Yeah, no doubt. JR, so. I thought for sure you would have a goblin related question for the guys. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll wait until he shows up and then, I'll, and then maybe I'll think of something. <laughs> Speaking of showing up, I, I, let me hit one question to Greg. Uh, a lot of people are wondering where's Mary Jane? Where's Mary Jane? What? Anything you can comment about that? Well, uh, you know, Aunt May has been trying to introduce Mary Jane to Peter for the last couple episodes, and, and right. uh, uh, you know, Josh, uh, what's what's the deal? She's got a wonderful personality. <laughs> <laughs> That's like code right there for uh, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, basically, and I don't think uh, you know, uh, uh, kids were seeing this stuff for the first time, maybe 
uh, this is news, but uh, you know, any um, real fan of Spider-Man knows how Mary Jane was originally yeah. into the comics, and, and that is the model we're following. I mean, you you got to do the face at Tiger. That's classic. Well, I'm not promising so, anything, but okay, <laughs> I'm not but disagreeing with you either. Okay, <laughs> that's pretty much a given. No comment. <laughs> Scarlet, we're going to hit the message board questions up. Uh, first one off the bat is Hello. Scarlet Spider, eleven thirty-eight from Calgary. We have all around the world asking questions for you guys. Um, we pretty much hit his first question about the reaction, but he wants to know about Max Gargan, the Scorpion. Is the Scorpion... Season uh, 3. Season 3? Season 3. Okay. And let's see. Question for Josh. Did you look at any of the previous Spider-Man cartoons, like the 60s or the 90s show for inspiration, or did you prefer to come up with your own portrayal? Um, I would say that while I kept a lot of the, the previous incarnations of Spider-Man in the back of my head, I, I really wanted to come up with my own portrayal because, um, okay. I mean, it's, Spider-Man's been around for so long that, you know, if, if you are pretty much imitating somebody else's portrayal, there's really not, yeah. a, whole, there's not a point to coming out with something new. Um, you, and, yeah. and plus, I mean, I, I, I've identified with the character so much that I, I said to myself that, hey, you know, I'm just going to pretty much be me and... And see what about me I can bring to it. Do you have a favorite? Also, if I can uh, jump in there. Uh, okay. The other aspect of it is that those guys are, I don't mean the actors, I mean the, the other Spider-Men mm-hmm. are all older um, than our Pete uh, yeah. is. And um, more experienced. Um, uh, and we really wanted our Peter to be um, new to all this. And... Uh, that that's a real uh, I, I don't know if it sounds significant but it's a real significant twist relative to some of the other series um, that that predated ours which, which is not a knock on theirs that they weren't trying to do that but that's what we were trying to do and mm-hmm. uh, and so you know you you wouldn't want to follow in their lead too much because they're portraying an older you know uh, a Spidey who's who's been at it for a while right. Uh, Josh, do you have a favorite Spider-Man uh, that, you, that you liked over the year that, that uh, is your favorite? Um, I'm not sure because no. um, there, were, there were parts about the movies that I liked. There's parts about the mm-hmm. movies that I didn't like. Uh, and the same goes for, for most of the other ones that I've seen. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess if I had to pick a favorite, it would, it would be the classic stuff from the comics because that's, that's where it all happened. That's where it all began. Um, right. And... Yeah. Uh, Matisse Leonard from uh, Clearwater, Florida. Uh, he wants to know about uh, any chance of seeing Scott McNeil voicing a character on the show. Uh, he was the voice of Wolverine in X Men Evolution. <laughs> I guess he's his, his agent. <laughs> um, uh, he's not currently um, okay. cast in any role. Um, and, and I'm not personally familiar with him, but I, I would yeah. never say no. I mean, obviously, you know, if he played Wolverine, he must have been pretty damn good. And, yeah. and uh, um, I don't, uh, I haven't seen enough of X-Men Evolution to be able to answer this question intelligently, frankly. I got, I got to admit, I haven't seen X-Men Evolution, and you guys are the first ones to bring me back to Saturday morning since Spider-Man and his amazing friends in the 80s. So <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm I'm back, 33 with a bowl of tricks. Ah, <laughs> uh, tricks is a good one too. 
There you go, silly rabbit. <laughs> Funny K from Scotland. This one goes to Greg. Will the Hobgoblin being appear? Will he be appearing in this season? Season three. Season three. And uh, have you been using? Uh, is that your generic answer? <laughs> it sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah, it it's does. Actually, it's just coincidental, I guess. I've got. Uh, you know, we haven't been picked up for season three, so my plans are uh, decidedly vague beyond season two. Yeah. But. Uh, but uh, I, they exist. The plans exist. They're just vague, um, and it just so happens the two characters you've asked about so far. Are In season three. three characters. Now, if you use this four or five answers down the road, then <laughs> 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 he uh, also asks about: Have you been using any comic writers to write the stories, Greg? Well, uh, I, I mean the. Most of the writers I've been using, I would guess uh, their primary jobs are in television. But Kevin Hopps, myself, uh, I mean, I started off as a comic book writer. I wrote for, uh, you know, 50 issues of Captain Adam, and um, I'm writing a Red Tornado miniseries now, um, and I'm writing the Gargoyles comic book. Um, and I hope everyone out there is picking up the Gargoyles comic book. Um, yeah, I'll pick and, it up, for sure. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> Um, but uh, Kevin Hobbs has written for comics. I think Matt Wayne's written for comics. Uh, I don't know if... Uh, I can't think if Andrew Robinson or Nicole Dubuque have written for comics, But uh, and uh, I don't think Randy Jan has, but that's our writing team. Um, again, cool. most of them are... And I would uh, keep them. All, doing of a great... them all of yeah. them are big Spidey fans. I mean, yeah. Immense Spidey fans. And they're doing a great job. I'd keep them. Give them a raise, too. <laughs> Uh, question for Josh: Which villain do you want the most in the series, and which one do you not want? <laughs> which, <laughs> which one do I not want? Huh, yeah, uh, which, uh, Walrus you, Man. <laughs> uh, how about the hypno hustler from the seventies? <laughs> well, you know what's funny is that it's hard to say who I wouldn't want. Season in the show. three. I mean, yeah, yeah, season, season three. that was a joke. That was a joke. It's on a billboard that that was a joke. Uh, that has just been posted on the internet. Hypno Hustler, season know, three. Awful. It's on Wikipedia <laughs> already. <laughs> and Walrus Man, they already have an actor list. Yeah. For, um, well, I mean, to be honest, I'm not sure about villains that I wouldn't like to see because. Uh, from from what it's from the way it's going, even even villains that really never got the A list treatment are are getting it in our show. I mean, we we got an awesome version of Vulture. Um, I mean, that's that's one that I never would have expected would have been that cool. And mm. and he's one of my favorite villains in in our show. He's um, an old man, old man with a battery pack on the back. But you exactly, guys mean, he's a pissed yeah. off old man, you know. <laughs> but um, I can relate. Yeah. Hey, JR is auditioning right now. <laughs> there you go. Um, and and again, as as far as ones that I'd like to see in there, um, it's it's hard to say because some of them that I really really like are, are already in there, and I'm not sure if I'm allowed to to say who's going to be in in what episode and all that. So, um, you think season three? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, all the people in season three are the ones I'd really like to see in the show. I, I, um, this, this is tying in the comics to the cartoon, but is Mephisto coming in at any time? <laughs> That's actually what uh, I would like to see. I, I don't think we have rights to Mephisto. Okay, good. That's a lot of Spider fans <laughs> just smile. <laughs> uh, question for both, again from Funny K. Whom were you the most pleased to get on board the voice talent besides Josh? 
Josh, I'll let you oh, go first. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is for both of us. Um, yeah, it's oh, for both I thought, I thought it was really, really cool to have, uh, going back to Vulture, to have Robert Englund in the show, because yeah. you know, he scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. And he's actually like one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Um, yeah. He was awesome. Uh, let's see, who else was I really excited? Uh, I was really excited about, about Peter McNichol coming in as a... Uh, as, from Ally McBeal. As Otto, yeah, because he's a fantastic yeah. actor, and you should see him in the studio. I mean, uh, I think Alfred Molina was great in the movie, but, I mean, I would really have been interested to see what he would have done with a live-action version of, wow. of Otto. See, I didn't know that was Peter McNichol, but I'm, I'm familiar with his work. That's awesome that you guys cast him. Cool. I'd have to say, um, you know, the cast is a huge mix for me of, of people I've worked with m- many, many times before. Um, to people I'd never met before doing the show, um, and I'm just thrilled with um, this cast from top to bottom. It, yep. Hey, it's so much fun! Just it, it, in the entire animation process, the most fun piece mm-hmm. is uh, is that day when you record the episode. Um, yeah. The way animation works, at least American animation, um, you know, uh, the first step is is the writing. Mm-hmm. Second step is the voice, then um, design and direction, then it's sent overseas um, to be actually uh, animated, then it comes back here for post. And there's there's pluses and minuses to every step of the process, but that one day when these amazing actors are bringing your characters to life is the one day when it's all just about potential. Yeah. The rest of the days it's about reality. <laughs> but that one day... Yeah. It's just about potential because <laughs> they're so damn good. Um, so for me, it's great to have um, people who I've adored for years and discovering new people who I've, I've never met before who are doing such great work. And it, yeah. and it ranges, um, but it, it ranges from like Josh Lobar, who's playing Flash Thompson, who I swear to God makes me laugh. <laughs> he opens his mouth. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. Darren Norris, who I have worked with. Josh, I'd never... Neither Josh I'd worked with before, but uh, Darren Norris I had worked with before and mm-hmm. always liked him, but his Jonah is hilarious. I mean, I just, <laughs> I, I love it. Um, yeah. and, um, and again, Darren Norris, massive Spider-Man fan, specifically massive J. Jonah Jameson fan. Sweet. This is a guy who's been wanting to play Jonah for his entire professional life. He's <laughs> wanted this, you know, and so you're talking about Someone who's tremendously passionate about the character, oh. um, and uh, Peter McNichol too. When I was talking to him, he and he was Peter McNichol is a huge Doc Ock fan. I mean, a yeah, huge awesome. Doc Ock fan. Cool. And when we cast him, um, that was a flyer. I mean, it really that was uh, you know Jamie and me and and uh, uh, Michael Vogel and Vic Cook and and uh, Craig Kyle in a room. Um, going, oh, shoot, what about Doc Ock? What do you think for Doc Ock? Because we didn't audition for Doc Ock. We just cast it. And we threw out a bunch of names, and I said, what about Peter McNichol? And it was such a weird thought, in a way, and yet, A, he came in and so nailed both aspects of the character, both the auto character that we've been playing for the first few episodes and the, and the Doc Ock character that you'll see starting in episode eight. Um, yeah. uh, he just nailed it, but then the amazing thing you find out the first day he comes in to record, he's a huge Spider-Man geek, and That's awesome. specifically a huge Doc Ock geek, <laughs> and um, and he does such 
unexpected, wonderful, surprising things. He really does. I mean, he, yeah. you know, he does things with the lines that, that are so wonderful and so true, and yet totally not necessarily what we were thinking when we wrote it. You know, um, yeah. just wonderful interpretations and stuff. He's an amazing. You know, I've been a fan of his since Dragon Slayer. Oh wow, um, that is going back. <laughs> yeah, you know, I love the movie Dragon Slayer, and I thought he was amazing in it. And um, you know, and through all this stuff I've seen since, you know, Alan McBeal, you mentioned, and right. um, numbers and, st- and stuff like that. I, I always think he's great. I really do. Yeah. But uh, um, but uh, he just does wonderful stuff with this. Lockdown from Illinois. This one's aimed for Josh. Who's your favorite Spider-Man villain and supporting cast member, and why? Uh, would that be in? Oh well, I was gonna say this is this Joe? is just a Spider Universe in general. We don't have to say specifically the cartoon, but just in general. Let's see. So we uh, so we don't get you in trouble. <laughs> favorite favorite supporting cast. Um, I would have to say it's 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 shaping up to be Gwen Stacy because even though, and, and I think well that's that's largely in in due to to the show because um and I think that Greg said this before that that Gwen's really become defined by the fact that she dies in the comics and and I really yeah. love that with our show you get to see other sides of how you know she might have been in high school and, and it's yeah. it it's so interesting to see that um let's see my favorite what was the other one my favorite villain favorite villain in the spider universe Favorite villain in the Spider Universe? I, I mean, I guess I guess I'm gonna be with a ton of other people, but I'd, I'd have to say Venom. Venom. Yeah, yeah. I definitely have to say Venom, and, and I love how how uh, how our show's making him and Eddie friends mm-hmm. uh, in the beginning because it, it just it's gonna be all the more uh, heartbreaking when everything does go down the tubes and. And yeah. isn't Lacey doing the voice of Gwen Stacy on the show? Yes, Lacey She she does a great job. She's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one's uh, from Lockdown again for, to aim to Greg. It says, considering the success of the 90s series and the failure of Spider-Man Unlimited a few years ago, are you hoping to break the 65-episode record with Spectacular Spider-Man? Yeah, I, I want them to pry this series out of my cold, dead hand. Um, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, I, I'm not kidding when I say I, I could... This is a job I could do for the rest of my life if they let me. I mean, they probably won't, but <laughs> but, um, but I, I I I love this job. I mean, I love it, and uh, you know, and there's no shortage of stories to tell. Not even close. Um, the you know, the issue for us is going to be, geez, we we've, we've only you know, in the first two seasons, the issue is like, I don't, we've only got 26 stories we can tell, and we've got like <laughs> 600 in our heads to do. Um, yeah. And uh, the characters are are so rich. Cast is so rich, um, and both you know what a great rogues gallery. I mean, one of yeah. you know, got to say one of what maybe the top two rogues galleries of all time. Uh, yeah, and uh, and yet what a great supporting cast. What a rich supporting cast. I mean, how many superheroes? A lot of superheroes have great villains. A lot of them do. Mm-hmm. How many superheroes have this kind of supporting cast? No doubt. Um, I don't think Batman has as big a supporting cast as us. I, I mean, mean Batman has some great supporting characters. I love Commissioner Gordon, love Alfred, but who has the scope? Exactly. That that Peter has. Um, right. You know, as a human being, that 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 defines him not just by who he is, but by his relationships. Right. Um, and 
beyond Spider-Man. I mean, Peter. Um, and uh, so, yeah, you know, do I hope I'll, I'll break the 65 record? Yeah, I hope I break it, double it, triple it. I mean, it's not <laughs> up to me. But what I'm, I'm, if the question is, do I want to, the answer yeah. is absolutely. Yeah, and uh, I love that as well because, yeah. like Greg was saying, if we, uh, you know, we, we go through the whole high school high school era and then get into college and start tackling some of the the more mature themes, I, I would, and I'm sure a lot of the the real hardcore Spider-Man fans would love to see that and would love to see in animation all the things that were never uh, allowed to be put on on kids TV. And you see, if this show goes ten, twenty years, you know, uh, you could spin it off and do Spider Girl, and Josh, you could be an older dad. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Donald Mark from Arkham Asylum. Speaking of Batman, he's aiming his question about Josh about your video game voice work. What did you think of uh, the friend or foe? And and he, were you on Batman the Animated Series? Did you do that too? Uh, I did a small part when I was okay. really young in Batman the Animated Series. I I don't even remember the storyline. Um, I played the. the, the I'm trying to remember. I think the storyline was there were these two brothers. One of them ended up becoming a priest. One of them ended up becoming a really, really bad criminal. Mm-hmm. And um, I played the the good one as a as a kid um, okay. in a flashback, and and that was the extent of my my Batman the animated. What, what's series. the video game gig like? What, I mean, what? How do you do that? Is it pretty much the same like animation? You go in the booth and you record your lines, or? Um, yes and no. Um, mm-hmm. With with the show, uh, I've been really happy that that they've been so good about scheduling because one of the one of the things with animation is that a lot of times you're reading by yourself and mm-hmm. uh, I mean I'm an on-camera actor as well so whenever I'm getting ready to uh, go to a Spider-Man session you know I get the script the day before or whatever I, I really read through it I make all the choices that I would make I, I prepare it as if I'm preparing an on-camera part um, mm-hmm. you know with the same same uh, same I guess theatrical acting act, yeah. acting choices um, <laughs> And with uh, with animation, you don't really have a lot of that give and take uh, that you do because you don't have another actor there. But you know, thankfully with the show, uh, if let's just say I'm I'm doing an episode where I have a lot of interaction with uh, Eddie or with right. uh, with Flint Marco or um, well, Sandman now. Um, they'll schedule us so that we can read together, and that really really helps out a lot because you know I might make really, really good choices, and then I'll get thrown a complete curveball from left field um, that is great, and it leads to something uh, that I never would have thought of. Right. Um, and, and it's that, that kind of stuff. Now, with video games, um, it's, it's not usually like that. They don't, they don't... I think I can count maybe two or three video games that I've done uh, right. where they've actually had more than one cast member in at a time. I think... Now, are you a gamer? I mean, how cool would that oh, be to yeah. play yourself? No, I, 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 <laughs> I totally, mean, <laughs> I totally am. Totally am. I, I played yeah. myself in Metal Gear Solid and uh, yeah. what else? In uh, Lost Planet and there's a Leisure Suit Larry game. There, I don't know if you remember <laughs> that franchise. Yeah. Bringing it back, revamped. Oh, that's and, funny. And uh, See? Larry's nephew. And, uh, <laughs> Does yeah, he get any naked women in this one? <laughs> you know what's funny is that. Let me just say that all the things you wish you could have seen, but couldn't due to technological limitations at the time. <laughs> well, you got great technology for, for games. Wow. Games. Is this PS3 or computer? Uh, it's going to be Xbox, PS3, all that. Oh, I might just pick that up for your recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of celebrities in that one, too. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool. It's, it's, uh, it's a lot less personal uh, yeah. 
when when you're when you're doing video games, and some of them can get really grueling um, because mm-hmm. I know that with Spider-Man, you know, you have the fight scenes and stuff like that. Um, now, if you're doing a first-person shooter or a war-type game, uh, you're screaming basically for four hours, five hours Ouch. at a time. Yeah, at yeah. the end of that day, you you have no voice at all. It's crazy. Um, uh, Donald Mark's last question is aimed at Greg. He says, "Has there been any mandates?" from the network forcing you to do something to the show, like add extra fight scenes or something like that? Um, no, I mean, the network's been a great partner, um, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the show that's on the air is 99% the show we wanted to make. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously the network wants to make sure and is looking out that we're not doing a show that can't appeal to their prime demographic, which is, uh, I think, safe to say 6 to 11-year-olds, but... Um, that was never our intent, you know, it was never our intent to only appeal to, you know, guys like you and me. Um, we wanted this show to appeal to the widest possible audience. The shows that I do, whether it's Spider-Man or Gargoyles or Witch for that matter, you know, I, I try and write them on multiple levels so that for the youngest kids, even kids younger than six, and we're doing pretty well, I'm told, even with kids two to five, um, you know, there's eye candy. You know, there's just right. a lot of fun stuff mm-hmm. to look at, you know, colorful characters and, and, uh, and you know, characters you care about and humor and, uh, yeah, stinky Spider-Man. It's not sophisticated, <laughs> but it made you laugh, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, that's know, universal um, comedy. Yeah, you know, so we want the humor in there. I, I think tragedy is, is uh, works better with humor. Uh, you know, I think uh, if Joss Whedon proved anything, it's that, you know, um, you need the contrast to really make the tragedy play. Right. And so, and, and not even all the way to tragedy, just drama in general works better in concert with humor. So we wanted the humor in there. We want all the action that the kids would enjoy. But we're also writing it on multiple levels so that there's stuff in there, that, you know, um, for the adults. I mean, uh, Josh mentioned something earlier, you know, the fact that, that um, Jonah is saying tomato juice <laughs> works on a couple levels. It's it's a part of that runner about Peter Stinkin. Mm-hmm. But it's also, um, you know, it's what Josh said. You know, for a, a more adult, sophisticated viewer, they're they're getting that little character beat that Jonah knows. Yeah, exactly. Jonah's been, Jonah's taken pictures in a dump. He's done it. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. and and he's and tried we, other things that haven't worked to get the smell out. <laughs> yeah, he's obviously had, done it more than once because yeah, <laughs> because uh, he knows it's tomato juice because he's tried perfume. You know, yeah. he's tried all those other things. They didn't yeah. work, but the time he tried tomato juice, that worked. So you know, <laughs> to me, that's what I, I hope makes for a great show is that it, it yeah. it's it's not written for kids; it's written to include kids. But it's yeah. also written to include uh, tweens, teens, college students, adults. Yeah. It's written to include the hardcore Spider-Man fans like Josh and me. Mm-hmm. But it's also written so that if, you've, if all you know about Spider-Man is you've seen commercials for the movie, right. and you never even saw the movies, you should still be able to watch this show for the first time and get as jazzed about Spider-Man as you and I did the first time we picked up a Stanley Spider-Man comic. Right. All right, our next question's from Spider-Man Marriage. I, we don't know where Spider-Man Marriage is, but I think he's a big Mary Jane fan. 
this one's aimed at Josh. Uh, talked a bit about how in the Spider-Man friend or foe game, you voiced Harry Osborn while James Taylor plays Harry in Spectacular. Spider-Man voiced Peter. Do you have any idea why you two switched roles and why you couldn't have the same roles in the game as you did on the cartoon? Uh, well, that's uh, the games are made by totally different people than the show um, and actually different games are made by different companies. The uh, the first two games that I did were done by, um, I believe, a different company than Friend or Foe um, and really with that there's there's no effort to to keep anything consistent. They have their own casting sessions, they have their own producers, their own uh, directors and, and people behind it, so everybody's kind of going to have their own take on how it should be. Um, yeah. Okay. And this one's aimed for Greg. He's trying to get spoilers out of you, Greg. He says, can you give any hints for the end of the series and what you have planned for the second season? And do you have any ideas when the second season may premiere? Um, well, let me take the last, excuse me, the last question first um, and okay. say no, I, I, have, I don't know. Um, uh, as yet, we don't officially have uh, uh uh, place to air the second season. Um, we're not mm-hmm. concerned about it. It's Spider-Man. We're pretty darn confident someone's going to want to air it, but there's no deal been made, at least none that I know of, um, that will tell us where it's going to air, and obviously until we know where, there's no way to know when. Um, okay. As for yeah. spoilers, um, you know, uh, well, I think I, I, I gave my first season spoilers already, and my <laughs> third season spoilers... So, what about the fifth season? <laughs> yeah. um, I haven't quite gotten to fifth, although I, I do have a pretty clear idea about fourth. Um, yeah. Uh, but I, uh, you know, we're planning, uh, I think, some really fun arcs for uh, season two, and uh, I'm, I'll say, uh, um, I'm going to say Gang War, and I'm going to okay. say. Uh, um, Master Planner, and that's all right. Two of my favorites, uh, Wombat from the United Kingdom. Is somebody popping popcorn? What's that? <laughs> Was that you, Josh? No, it's not me. <laughs> no, that's Jr. That's me pulling a check because my daughter came downstairs and she wanted a check for lunch for the, oh, <laughs> the next you. month. <laughs> you know, as, as Greg, as Greg knows, being a dad doesn't stop whether you're on the phone or not. So. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Wombat909 from the United Kingdom, he says, what was what was made, what, what, uh, well, that's kind of phrase badly, what was the decision, uh, what was made into the decision to make Montana of the Enforcers take up the mantle of the Shocker? Um, we're trying to make the series uh, um, cohesive, uh, I think, you know, with the um, virtue of 2020 hindsight, you know, uh, being able to look at all these great Spider-Man stories from the past, um, mm-hmm. but with the advantage of, of knowing certain outcomes and stuff, because, you know, we can read ahead. Um, you know, we, we wanted to create a universe uh, that was a little more cohesive, a little more coherent, and not have a lot of randomness um, not make it so easy for people to gain superpowers. Not make it sort of like, well, it could happen to any, you know, you know. It, not not so much that it could happen to anyone. That doesn't bother me. But the idea that it's happening all the time, you know, that <laughs> that you know, every second someone's walking down the street and, and a 
metagene or whatever, you know, is popping up and, and, uh, yeah. and they're becoming uh, super-powered. And so we wanted to come up with more uh, cohesive uh, and coherent ways of, of creating these villains. Um, and the second thing is, uh, or the second aspect to, to the answer to the question is that, um, you know, I, I looked very hard and long at each individual character from the most important down to the least and try to decide what was the core truth about that character. And mm-hmm. um, I, I know there was a lot of, uh, um, particularly before the episode aired, a lot of uh, outcry over us not using Herman as a uh, shocker. But, you know, I've looked at a lot of shocker stories recently and mm-hmm. I'm looking at what's the core truth about Shocker, and to me, the core truth about Shocker is, is I got to say, he, he's not on the same level of sophistication as Green Goblin or Doctor Octopus or some of the others. Um, it, the core truth to me about Shocker is the powers themselves, which, by the way, I love. You know, I love the suit, I love the armbands, I love the power. He's always been on one level one of my favorite villains. But what's the core truth about Herman? I couldn't tell you. I, I couldn't. And I'm I'm impressed that you can say Herman because I'm a Spider-Man geek and I I didn't know the Shocker's identity. That 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 just goes to show you, I guess, that he's not as you don't know the. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could identi- I could tell like, you a couple of details about him, and I could. I mean, yeah. I, I I don't want to make it sound like I, I don't know this stuff. Like I I, mm. I, I made a choice. Um, and, I mean, not me by myself, but the writing team and Vic and uh, Michael Vogel, Craig Kyle. We we you know we had discussions about this stuff and. And uh, but you know, I'll take the I'll take either the blame or the credit for it because um, I'm the guy at the top of the writing pyramid here, and and so I'll you know if if the guy if the gang doesn't like it out there, then I'm the guy to blame. But fundamentally, I, I could tell you a couple details about Herman that are all true. I know these details, but they don't fundamentally strike me as significant. Whereas Montana struck me as a really interesting character to develop more, and. Uh, uh, and we felt that yeah. by, in essence, combining these characters, we could do that. And they're not the only characters we've sort of combined aspects of because we're trying to create something that's a little more coherent. Great voice acting on uh, the Shocker, too. I love that he's a cowboy. That's awesome. <laughs> it just sound, it sounded great. That, that episode's been my favorite so far. That's Jeff awesome. Gus Glenn Bennett, who, you know, I, you know he was one one of my gargoyles, I've been working with him uh, even before gargoyles, you know, he was Jitter's a dog on Bonkers. That's when uh, I first worked with Jeff and I uh, I swore back then I would never do a show without Jeff. Uh, and I haven't, because <laughs> he's just... Uh, he's awesome. He's just... Uh, FSU Spider Fan from Greenville, North Carolina. Is that... A, am I doing a pretty good Larry King, by the way? It kind of sounds like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh, this one's aimed at you. Have you had a chance to actually put on a Spider-Man suit? Uh, I think I answered that uh, about 30 minutes ago. Yeah, um, when I was a kid, sure. Yeah, I totally wore it. And I'm actually looking for the adult size under ruse. There you go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if they make them, they, I bet Spider-Man's on pretty much they, everything. They you got to make them. They have. Yeah, they got spider boxers. I've seen those. I actually have a pair. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that, was actually, uh, that was a gag gift. That was a gag gift from one of my friends. But, awesome. Uh, I, I wear them. So you have... Yeah, when you send me the picture of the car, you got to send me the picture of the box. <laughs> well, 
We'll get more female viewers to watch the show. Nice. There you go. <laughs> uh, JPD13 from New Jersey. He says, guys, I love the show. This one's for Greg. If the series goes on for a long time, do you plan to have Peter graduate and go to college, or will he stay in high school the whole show? Kind of hit yeah, on that a little bit. Yeah, that. I mean, uh, my, yep. my hope is we do 65 episodes that takes him through his high school yep. career, but my hope is that we don't stop there, that we continue on. We have him grad. I mean, my hope is that literally the last episode is his high school graduation of right. TV it's, series, but my hope is then we continue yep. on, go to college, and, and uh, yep. tell those stories, too. On the last podcast, his next question is about other Marvel heroes in the show. I mean, we kind of hit on that last podcast, but has anything cleared up? Can we have Human Torch on yet? You know, I, I think we feel, and uh, and I feel pretty good about this decision, that, um, that, you know, this is not some guy who needs a lot of shoring up. Um, you know, and we didn't want to ever, ever, in, in even our wildest dreams, make this about guest star of the week. That Spider-Man can hold mm-hmm. his own. And I'm pretty happy right now with the idea that we're going to stay in the Spider-Man corner of the Marvel Universe. Down the road, after we've been doing this a while, we'll see what happens. I, I, I don't know that anything ever in this world's etched in stone. But um, right now, uh, everyone, I think, is, is pretty happy being in the corner mm-hmm. of the universe that we're in. And finally, his last question is aimed at Greg. Why was Liz Allen's ethnicity changed? Well, you know, in 1962, when Spider-Man was created, um, literally every character was white. Um, Mm -hmm. That wasn't a real reality then, but it was custom, and that was fine. And, And, you know, once upon a time, Joe Robertson's mere existence was revolutionary. But it's 2008, and um, to have an entire cast front to back, with the exception of of Robbie um, being white, just didn't seem real to me. And some of these characters are visually very, very iconic. Um, And so we're not going to change their look for that reason. Um, But some of the characters aren't. They're important characters. I care a lot about them. But, um, you know, I didn't feel like uh, Liz's ethnicity was essential to her, was a fundamental, essential thing, truth about her character. And so we changed Liz, uh, we made Liz Hispanic, Ned Leeds became Ned Lee, and he became uh, uh, Asian. And that will wrap up the first part of our two-part interview with producer Greg Weissman and actor Josh Keaton. We have one more part coming up where we'll finish your three pages of message board questions. Now, before we go, we want to give a thanks to our sponsor of the show, MailOrderComics.com. They're still accepting orders for the June 2008 comic releases. And the deadline to submit your order is April 29th at 7 p.m. Central Time. Again, that's MailOrderComics.com. I appreciate everyone listening, and if you'd like to discuss this podcast, we've started a link on our message board. It's in the Crawl Space 101 section. Also, if you'd like to leave a review of the show on iTunes, I'd really appreciate it. Again, I'm Brad Douglas, your host and webmaster of the SpiderManCrawlspace.com. <laughs>